Hey everybody and welcome to another edition of Sports Prep Live, where we unbox the mic and talk excellence in youth sports. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We're back with your friendly neighborhood podcast, Sports Prep Live. I am your host, Graydon Prescott. So, today we have in studio a guest that I've been eager to have on the show. A great guy, wears many hats, photographer, athlete, youth soccer coach, high school soccer coach, fisherman, boatsman, water sports junkie, and no doubt, equally competitive in all of those areas. Mr. T.J. Irvin is in the building. And welcome to Sports Prep Live. Thanks, Graydon. I'm excited to be here. This is uh, quite the setup, and um, it, really fun having a you know young, really competitive, focused athlete to uh, talking about the sports I love. So I wanted to talk to you about being competitive because you strike me as a, being a good competitor, be it on the soccer field, the basketball court, or a game of cards. So I want to talk to you more broadly about that. But let's start with your own introduction to sports. Was soccer always it for you? And did you play other sports when you were growing up? Um, yeah, I definitely played a lot of other sports. I, I tried my hand at baseball. Um, it just wasn't for me. Uh, I even tried track in high school. Um, I, was, I played football, basketball, and soccer in high school as well. Um, I, I wouldn't say soccer was always it for me. I remember playing a lot of different sports. Um, growing up and and at some point soccer just fell in and I had some great coaches some great teams and uh, you know started to excel a little bit there so when did you first become self-aware about your own talent on the soccer field and did that awareness affect how much time and energy you devoted to other sports if so how wow um you know when I was younger I had a recreational team here in Waukee and then we came together with a team from Adel uh, and then some of those kids left and started playing on a competitive team in West Des Moines uh, the team at the time was called I United but they're no longer around it's kind of Menace's club what Menace turned into or it turned into Menace um, and they actually I asked me to come play on a tournament with them because their goalkeeper I was playing goalkeeper at the time and their goalkeeper wasn't able to make the tournament and so they asked me to come play and and I realized whoa I can actually play at this level we did really well in the tournament and then after the tournament they asked me to come play on the team full-time and so maybe that's if I was going to put down one one time in my career of when I realized hey maybe I have some ability here that would be probably it um, as far as you know, changing the time, amount of time I put on other sports. Uh, actually, I'd probably say no. I grew up in Waukee when it was a lot smaller. It, you know, people didn't know where it was. They'd, I'd be in West Des Moines at a soccer tournament, and they'd say, where's Waukee? And, you know, I started making a joke. Oh, it's nine or ten cornfields west of Des Moines. Now it's obviously nine or ten housing developments. But um, so I, I loved a lot of different sports. I loved, you know, as the season came around, especially when it got into high school, you know, middle school and high school sports, um, I played you know, football when it's football season and basketball when it's basketball season and soccer. Um, you know, and I, if I went back, would I change that? Uh, maybe not. I think it worked for me. I really was into lots of sports. But sports today, I think focusing on one sport, uh, you know, is going to make you probably have more success in that one sport. You know, you just won't be able to be as broad. And what was your attitude towards practice? As your skills in soccer grew, 
Did that drive you to want to practice even more? Absolutely. I'll be honest. I was a practice player in the fact that I loved practice. I, you know, you kind of hit it on the head when you said competitor. Um, I love to compete. I love to win. I don't care if it's cards or I don't care if it's, you know, practice. Um, we played a lot of drills and in practice. Uh, I remember Coach J.R. Fernandez, you know, he would even play with us and we'd have punishment, if you will, if we lost, we'd have to do push-ups or run. And so I wanted to win, whether it was a silly practice game or, or a real game. So I worked hard. I worked hard in practice. It's Green and Prescott on Sports Prep Live. And we're in studio chatting with youth and high school soccer coach T.J. Irvin. Now, at the top of the program, I briefly touched on competitiveness, so I wanted to circle back to that. Again, you struck me as being a very competitive person. What does being competitive mean to you, and how did it manifest itself in your play on the soccer field? When I was playing, especially you know in school or in college, I was definitely competitive. I wanted whether it's you know in practice or or in games. Um, you know, you got it right there. Uh, a focused competitiveness will make you desire to work harder, to play better, um, and, and to become the best athlete you want or you can. Um, the, there's a negative side to competitiveness too that I've seen in my own personal life. And that's when, you know, you start you wanting to be so good that you're not focusing as well on the players around you and the team aspect of it. And so for me, there was a time when, you know, I was yelling at my team in a negative way because I was upset of that they weren't as perfect as I wanted them or they didn't pass me the ball or they, you know, weren't where I thought they should be when I passed it, you know, and that, that affected my teams, you know, and thank goodness I, I realized it. Um, and I was always a, a talkative player when I played, trying to organize and pull strings and, you know, especially as a goalkeeper in soccer. Um, but you can do that in a way that is a positive competitiveness, um, and, and I hopefully think that I transitioned into that later in my sports career. Who are a few of the pro athletes in any sport that exemplify competitiveness to you? And are there any athletes who you believe not to be very competitive at their level of play? For instance, James Harden of the Houston Rockets in the 2017 NBA semifinals versus the San Antonio Spurs. I'm just saying. <laughs> you are a true student of the game. Great. I, you know, even chatting with you the other day, you pulled up some stats and then my son made some comment about uh, a basketball game and you went off into stats about, well, no, which game are you talking about in the NBA finals? Because this game, this was the actual score and this is how it ended. So that's awesome. That's going to be great. And it shows that you're really into your sport, bud. And, and it's awesome to talk with you about sports. Um, me, on the other hand, I'm getting a little old. So, you know, life and family, I don't have all the time to watch my sports as I want to. But getting into some of those true great competitive players, um, you know, I'd go old school on you because there's some of the people that, that shaped what I wanted to do. Um, you know, like a, a Michael ja or Magic Johnson, um, even Bo Jackson. I don't know if you know Bo Jackson. He had short careers, but he was so competitive that he wanted to be great athlete, period. You know, so he really worked on multiple sports. Um, Emmett Smith was a player that I loved. Barry Sanders might be one of my favorite players of all time. I think the character that he played with and his competitiveness um, was was big, but I, I never saw an arrogance there. Uh, Michael Jordan, uh, I think one of his competitiveness, even though there was, you know, some some other stuff on the side, if you will, uh, that competitiveness got a little edgy. Um, but you know, he's also a great player, and and that's one of the reasons why he's remembered. So I like LeBron. 
Um, you know, he's definitely not one of my top players, but I think he's competitive. And I think he's competitive because he, you know, he has a lot of haters because he is so good or was so good young. Um, so I think he's, as he's grown as a player, has really learned to embrace that and, and try and stay competitive and, and keep it on the field or on the court since he's a basketball player. But I, I can't say, I, I watch games and I see players who I'm like, do they even care to be here? Are they just taking their check and going to hang out? Um, but I'm not as good of a student of the game as I used to be. So I, I don't want to throw out names and, and, you know, not be correct with that grace. So I would defer to you and your knowledge on those players who, who really don't have that competitiveness or kind of show up just to play. As a coach, how do you go about instilling the drive to be competitive in young athletes? Is that important? I personally think it's incredibly important. Um, Honestly, it's something that we struggle with every year or, or focus on every year at the Waukee High School um, boys soccer program. Um, you know, they're, they're used to, to life these days isn't quite as competitive as it was. You know, every you hear about this millennial stuff and don't want to get too negative with it, but um, there's a lot of players that their parents support them and they support them lovingly in everything and every aspect of it. And I don't think the parents realize that sometimes that support may be um, negative for the player, you know, trying to baby them or go yell at a coach because their kid's not playing or, you know, whining about things like that. That's, that's things that if those players can do, they're going to become stronger men in life and they're going to become a lot better players. Um, and not just in soccer, in lots of sports. But um, so sometimes we get this, I don't want to practice because I don't like that drill because I don't think we should be working on that. I think we should be working on what I want to work on. Um, and, and it's really interesting. And it's not just walkie. It's a lot of areas. I talk to coaches all over the, the region um, and they're, they're running with the same thing. And uh, so what we've really tried to do the last few years or um, focus on even more is in our practices we'll start out you know running some technical and and tactical stuff where we have a theme for the day and maybe that theme is dribbling or passing or maybe it's shape you know what what shape do we want to have in the defense uh, the defensive third of our team and then through that we'll get into a competitive side of the practice and now we're playing games and it's not just games like hey run through this drill defense don't let them score offense do your thing and we're only going to talk to the defense it's here's a drill and there's a winner and there's a loser because, um, you know, it's important to know that your actions have a reaction and there's something that's going to come out of your actions if they're good actions and if they're solid and competitive. So then we're going to make them run or do burpees or um, do push-ups and sit-ups or something if their team doesn't win. And it's not second place. It's you lost. You didn't win. And I think that's important for kids to know that if you don't win, you lose. Um, and I don't think it's negative for somebody to say um, – that you lost because when you realize that you lost and it's not like, Oh, well we came in second or we didn't win. Um, you know, then there's, it's more negative. And in that part of life, I think that's a positive thing to put a negative light on something that's negative because it, it makes kids more competitive and makes them desire it. And then if it's something that a whole team has to do great, if you and I are playing and, <clears throat> and I'm kind of being lazy because you know, I'm tired or I don't like the drill you're competitive, I know. So you're going to push me and not yell at me and scream at me, but you're going to push, hey, TJ, come on, let's get going. I don't want to lose. I don't want to run. So then you start getting that competitiveness even between your team, but a positive supporting competitiveness. And then that brings up the level of practice and the level of practice 
the level of competitiveness that you practice at is going to show in the game and the level of competitiveness that you play at. It's Graydon Prescott on Sports Prep Live, your friendly neighborhood podcast for excellence in youth sports. And we're continuing our conversation on competitiveness with youth and high school soccer coach T.J. Irvin. So this may seem counterintuitive, but there is a famous Michael Jordan commercial where he says, I've failed over and over in my life, and that is why I succeed. As an athlete, is losing an important part of winning? Absolutely. Um, I've always believed that. I <clears throat> um, I know that commercial, and it was interesting. It starts out, you know, slow, and and I I completely agreed when I thought that, when I saw that, and he's kind of the first person that I remember, or professional, coming out and saying that. Um, you know, here's the thing. Uh, you know, I touched on parents and how they're supporting their kids and trying to make everything soft and comfy. Um the thing is, is that I think it's good to lose. I think that through l- losing, you realize that you're not the best player or the best team, or you're not at the top level that you can play at. Um, and things like that are things that push kids to work harder. You know, if you get um, your shot blocked in your face five times in a game, um, you're going you're gonna to change up either your dribbling, your post move, whatever it is to get that shot off without getting blocked. If you get the ball stolen away in soccer um, while you're dribbling or you're dribbling on a breakaway and somebody catches up to you, you're going to work on your speed of dribble. Maybe you're running and then also dribbling at speed because you realize, hey, I'm not the best at that and I need to be better if I want to be at the top of the game. So without a doubt, um, losing or realizing that you're not the best is amazing um, for young athletes. And picking up on that notion Michael Jordan alluded to, that our current successes are built on the foundation of our past failures, what do athletes with a stronger competitive drive do differently than the average athlete after suffering a negative outcome or loss? You know, I think that they review what that that negative outcome you know, why would, did that negative outcome happen? Why did that we lose? Why did I not get to start? You know, what, what is the situation? Why did I not playing at the level or my team not playing at the level that I want? Um, that can be through video review. Hey, let's look at the other team and see how did we play? This is in practice and in our um, discussion of how we wanted to play this week. This is what we talked about playing. You know, did we actually implement that? Did we play that? Or did we go back to a different style of play that we specifically said we didn't want to play? Um, you know, at the same time is, is shape, I'm, especially as a coach and even as a player, uh, I was tactical. Um, I wanted to kind of pull strings, um, you know, especially when I was in as a goalkeeper, uh, I could see the whole field. So I was telling even forwards runs that they could make, um, you know, or telling people where they could be. And I think with video and, and even watching um, professional games, watching video games, you know, some of that you can, if you're watching it as the big picture and not just here's my little guy running with the ball or here's you know messy running with the ball um if you watch the whole game then you can learn a lot okay tj so just before we close out our interviews here on spl we'd like to go through our rapid fire session with each guest this is where we ask short questions looking to elicit quick answers and fun facts are you ready i don't know i don't know if i'm ready but i'll try it Great player, Messi versus Ronaldo. Uh, I say Messi. I think Messi is a, a cerebral player. He's um, hardworking, a great teammate, um, tactical and technical. 
Ronaldo is a brilliant player, but he's more power oriented, um, speed oriented. And, you know, there's maybe some rumors out there that he's not the best teammate. Preferred pickup game, basketball versus soccer. I love playing small-sided soccer games. I'm old, so I don't like playing full field too much anymore. Uh, but uh, So probably small-sided soccer, but because it's harder to come by, I definitely play more pickup basketball. Would you rather jet ski versus water skis? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I love to water ski, so I'd probably say water ski, but I'm getting old, so it hurts my body, and I have a great time jet skiing with my sons. Um, so... It's still water skiing, but jet ski's coming up. Most challenging to coach, youth versus teen. Hands down teens. Best soccer shoes, Puma versus Adidas. If I'm playing soccer, I'm playing in Adidas. Uh, I have two pair of a Puma running shoes, but if I'm playing soccer, it's in Adidas 95% of the time. Best video game, FIFA versus Professional Evolution Soccer. You know, I haven't played PES before. I'm not a big gamer. I've played FIFA a little bit. I got to go with FIFA. My son, Boston, loves it. So, you know, I think that's what he'd say. Rank the importance in soccer. Dribbling, scoring, passing. Oh, great. It's going to be a bad one for a coach. Um, I, I would say passing. Um, dribbling is important. Scoring will come, I think, with knowing the game. So I'm going to say passing because I think getting the whole team involved, especially at a young age, is more important than just thinking about you because... And I can understand if, you know, others disagree, but that's me. Three teams you never want to face in World Cup soccer. Uh, you know, this might be interesting. I would probably say, like, I don't know, Ghana and Algeria and you know, some other low-level team um, because I want to play the high-level teams. I want to be better. I want to know that I got there. And the truth is that I see, and sometimes I fall into, if I'm playing a low-level team or a team that's not good, um, then you know, it's, it's harder to show up. It's harder to be as intense. And so those are the games that if you don't show up, they show up, they can beat you. And I hate that. And I'd rather be competitive in trying to play the Brazils and the Argentinas and the Germanys. And for those young soccer players out there listening today, what three things should they constantly be working on to develop a stronger soccer game? Um, I, I would say there's technical and tactical skills. So the dribbling and passing that you talked about. Get a ball at your feet, touch it as much as you can, um, and, and find a way, whether it's somebody else or it's a wall or something you can pass against, the technique of passing, not just whacking the ball as hard as you can or, or whacking it with your foot, but learning the specific places on your foot that you should strike the ball for the certain type of flight of ball that you're trying to do. Is it a short pass between me and you, or is it a, a longer pass, or is it a chipped ball or a flight of ball? And finally, TJ, for the parents out there tuning in, what is a good age to expose young kids to soccer? And are there camps or leagues that you think do a great job when it comes to introducing kids to the sport? Um, you know, I, I think that whatever, whenever they're ready, there's some kids that are really ready at two or three years old to get serious and run out there and play. Um, and there's some kids that, that might not have a desire to start playing until later, until they see older siblings or friends play. And that's okay, too. Uh, I think too often parents are so excited for their kids to be competitive um, that they push them. And I think that actually detracts from their desire to want to play sports. Uh, so my, I mean, my son, my youngest son, we took him into soccer and he wanted, when they said dribble away and don't let somebody catch you, he ran over to mom or grandma and hid behind them because, oh, they won't catch me here. 
you know, so we decided to take him out this fall and, and not push him, but we're working on him at home. So whatever level the kids are, you know, I say support it, expose your kids to more sports or more opportunities um, and see where it goes and where their talents take them, as opposed to having your own set agenda and uh, and running with that and doing what you want, because it truly is a, about your kid. You're trying to facilitate a great life experience and a, a great competitive atmosphere for your child. But if, if you're trying to set that atmosphere up for what you want, then, you know, it might not be as positive experience for the kid. And as far as uh, places to to be playing sports, um, specifically with soccer, uh, I think VSA is a great program. My parents actually started that back in the day because all the other, the, the sport club that I was at wanted you to focus only on soccer. And I think VSA does a good job of being willing to work with. They certainly want you to be serious soccer player in their program and be serious about the team that you're on, but they're willing to work with you, you know, playing other sports. Uh, and so that's important to me. They have a great youth program, uh, Chris McGill, Ginger McGill, or Parsons McGill, uh, Carlos Ospay. Um, they're really kicking up that program uh, into a great program. And also the Warrior Soccer Academy, um, the high school, boys high school, um, ran by Carlos um, Ospay. Uh, they, we run some soccer camps on you know, spring break and Christmas break and in the summer that uh, kids can go to. And, and we like to focus on um, technical and tactical skills or technical skills um, and also c- competition. So you'll see us doing kind of a focused drill in the morning, whether it's dribbling or passing or shooting. And then in the second part of that camp, we're playing games. They're getting competitive and we're letting them know, hey, it's okay to be competitive. We want to be competitive in a positive way, um, you know, positive about things that are going on, but really practicing hard. So I think both of those are some great opportunities for young athletes, especially soccer players. TJ, I really want to thank you for coming in. Graydon, thanks for having me, buddy. This is awesome to see a young athlete uh, who's really competitive, a great athlete, but humble and a student of the game. Uh, you know, I hope people are listening to this in your your podcast. Um, but more than that, I hope they see you as an athlete and say, hey, I, he's focused. I really want to get into that. And guys, he's serious about basketball. And if you saw what I'm sawing, seeing in this um, set up for his podcast. This is pretty amazing. So he's serious about this too. And and this is going to help you grow as an athlete because you're going to get a lot of knowledge from a lot of different areas of, of people in sports. Thanks so much. Thank you for tuning in to Sports Prep Live. I hope you learned a lot. I certainly did. And we will see you next time.